Welcome to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Hi, I'm Hillary Bennett, former corporate stooge turned motivated mompreneur. After becoming a mom, I realized the two options offered to moms did not work for me. I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom, but I didn't want to work a normal 9-to-5 job either. I wanted to live into my professional calling and be a present, joyful mom. So I left my 9-to-5 and started coaching motivated mompreneurs just like you to build and grow successful, sustainable, heart-centered businesses without sacrificing their family. Join me each week as we dive into business strategy, mindset and productivity tips, inspiration, and a lot of laughs. Let's get to it. This episode is brought to you by the Lead Magnet Kickstarter. Are you ready to start growing your list so you can grow your business? The Lead Magnet Kickstarter will help you get your first or next 250 email subscribers in just three steps. Most people that use this guide don't even have to create anything new. To try the Lead Magnet Kickstarter for free today, go to www.hillarybennett.com forward slash Lead Magnet Kickstarter or check out today's show notes. Hey mamas, welcome to another episode of the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. I am Hillary Bennett, your mompreneur business growth coach and email marketing expert. And today I am talking with Deanna Seymour, graphic designer and amazing mom to two adorably crazy kids. Deanna loves helping entrepreneurs create their own rules to build a business they love. Deanna is also the host of the Imperfect Party Podcast. Deanna, welcome to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. All right, thanks for having me. This is so fun. Oh my gosh. Deanna and I have been hanging out in the entrepreneur web sphere world for we couldn't remember six months, 12 months. It's, it's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, been so excited to have her on the podcast and the timing was re- never quite right. And now the timing is perfect. So I cannot wait for you to hear more about, uh, Deanna's journey and all of the amazing things that she's learned along the way. Um, but before we get into all of that juicy goodness, Deanna, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yes. Um, so I have a husband named Matt, but that's boring. Whatever. He's not that helpful. Just kidding. Oh my gosh. Hopefully he never listens. Um, basically I'm the manager. So he, he's very helpful. Um, anyways, sorry, let me reel it in. And then I have two, like you said, adorable kiddos. So I have Ruby who's five and just started kindergarten. Big milestone here. I know. And Jack who just turned two, and has like stopped saying no to everything, which is also a big milestone around here. Cause he was just like, we kept calling him like the crankiest baby, but now he's <laughs> being a lot more fun and we're enjoying his company a little more. Cause he's not always just yelling at us. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That is going to make a huge difference. One kiddo in school and the other kiddo, like stop being a cranky baby. Wow. No, I know. Oh, and we have a little dog, Ramona, who's named after a real housewife of New York, Ramona Singer. So oh we have a little gosh. chihuahua. Yes. Uh, I love it. Oh my goodness. So good. So why don't you tell us now a little bit about your mompreneur journey? Oh my goodness. Okay. So I, like a lot of people, I think wanted to start my own business to have more freedom. Like I knew I wanted to be maybe like a room mom or at least get to volunteer or do some things when my kids got in school. And so I just kind of bought into this whole, like, I can make my own schedule. I can work when I want. I can 
do what I want. And then there's like also a lot of messaging too, that in my opinion could be a little misleading about like, you don't even have to work full time and you're going to make all this money. And it's like going to be so like fulfilling and you're free and, and you're rich. Like where I'm like, sign me up, let's do it. (laughs) So I feel like that's kind of where I entered this journey of, you know, don't trade your time for money. Like you just set this up. So you're like good to go and you can be with your kids and somehow magically get a bunch of money. So I did that, jumped in, bought courses, did whatever. And, um, you know, it's really hard. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute, this is really hard. And I was originally an art teacher. So, you know, I'm going to work every day, have two kids. And it just felt like, okay, this is like not happening as fast as I want or as quickly as I want or as easily as everybody has all those Facebook ads made it seem like what is going on. So then we got the year of craziness and virtual teaching and I got to teach from home, which was really nice because it saved a lot of time driving to daycare, picking up kids, driving kids. So I was able to maximize my teaching, but also get a lot more time to work on my business. Um, cause it does take a lot of time and effort <laughs> to start a business. Go mm-hmm. figure. So that kind of happened last year and it got to a point where I was getting really confused doing everything that every like entrepreneur, social media person, everybody was, I'm a really good student. So when I go on and see a reel that says post this, this, and this, and do a call to action and do like, I follow the directions. I'm like, okay, got it. Okay. Okay. To grow my TikTok, I have to post three times a day. Okay. I can do it. I can do it. And I just tried to do all the things because I'm such a good student and because I really wanted it. You know, I feel like you just feel like, okay, as soon as I keep doing this and doing this and I get to a certain number of followers or I get to a certain number of sales, then then I'll be free (laughs) and I'll have fun with my kids. So I just kept sort of chasing that and doing that until, you know, I I think I I had TikTok where I was trying to do three a day. I had a Facebook group. I had a Facebook page. You know, I had my own Facebook page, like my personal Facebook page. And then I had my social media, like my Instagram. And then I had an Instagram account for my podcast. So what? And then finally I was like, I'm getting off everything. Oh my gosh. That's so many things. I mean, just when you count up the number of social media accounts that you're having to proactively manage that in and of itself is a full-time job. Like, I don't care how much automating you can do. Mm -hmm. That is a crap ton of work. Yeah. And I was honestly like spread so thin. So none of it was that good because Mm -hmm. I was just getting it out, like to check it off the box or, you know, like I'm posting in my group, but I have no time to respond to them because I got to make three TikToks today. You know, it just wasn't working. I was running around in circles, not getting, not feeling connected to anybody, which I love people. So even though not going to work helped me have more time to focus on my business, I didn't see any of my teacher friends or my students. It was just, you know, me and and my kids who I love, but that was a lot of time Mm -hmm. (laughs) at home with the kids. And I just wasn't feeling connected to anything. I had no idea what I was doing. So I just put up a Facebook post that was like, I'm getting off all social media. So like, hit me up if you think I don't have the right phone number or whatever. We'll see what happens. And it was funny because my mother-in-law was visiting and we would like put the kids to bed and sit out on the sun porch and like have a cup of tea and chat. And 
Growing up, people were like, are you okay? What's going on? I saw your post. Is everything okay? Are you okay? And for me, that made me feel like, oh my gosh, this was such a good decision because look how can, like, look how much value we put in this thing. Like, I definitely want to break. Of course I'm fine. I'm better than fine because I'm getting off this craziness. <laughs> but everybody thought there was something really wrong with me. It was crazy. Hmm. I mean, it's interesting too, because it also goes to show the impact that you did make when I think, like you were saying, one of the difficulties of running an online business is that you don't have that continuous connection with the people, especially on social media. Like you put these things out there and all you see are the likes and the comments, but you don't actually realize the number of people that may be seeing your content and that may be impacted because right. Like there's so many passive fans. We just don't ever know. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting that you're like, Oh my gosh, I had this influx of people. Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm sure I was one of those people, by the way. <laughs> um, not that you are okay. I probably was like, yes, girl, tell me how it goes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But that's really interesting. So, okay. So amazing, amazing journey of kind of diving in with this perception of what it was going to be like realizing, realizing it wasn't. And then you started to, and I'm, you know, not trying to take the words out of your mouth here, but you started to like break all the rules. Um, and this of all of the things, I mean, I loved you before you started doing this, but this, (laughs) made me a raving fan. So I would love you to share a little bit about how, like, obviously the social media hiatus was breaking some rules, but let's talk a little bit about how you're like, screw the rules. Yeah. Well, okay. So I got off for six weeks and that was like, some people are like, oh my gosh, six weeks. That seems so long. I thought I was going to be off for like a year. That's how mad I was when I quit. But I had so much, like six weeks is a long time of quiet of like nobody telling me how many reels to make or TikToks or telling me what new course is out or what it was a lot of quiet time for me to figure out what I liked, what I didn't like, what, how I was just doing what I thought I was supposed to do. And like I said, I've always been a good student, but I mean, I'm also like an art teacher and I used to be punk. And I was like, why am I doing what everybody else is telling me to do? And the reason is because a little bit, I sort of had this goal in mind to not go back to teaching at the end, you know, Mm-hmm. when school starts again. So there was a little bit of pressure I was putting on myself for time-wise. And then also you just like look at people who have hundreds of thousands of followers and have, you know, a lake house or a mansion or whatever. And you're like, oh, that would be really like easy breezy if I just like had all this money. Like it just seemed like that would be the goal. And then I was like, wait, or I could just like chill out, be happy with what I have right now. Like I'm literally not spending as much time with my kids. Cause I'm trying to get to a place where I can spend more time with my kids. Like <laughs> what the heck is going on? Like, I'm just a teacher. It's not like I'm leaving a million, you know, figure salary behind. It's like, I'm just a teacher. I've been a teacher for over 10 years. We're pretty comfortable with our teacher salary. My husband's a cook. He's a line cook. So like, we're just middle-class America, like, and we're okay with that. So why am I like, trying to do all these things that are supposed to like grow my Instagram so quick or grow my TikTok to this. Like, why don't I just pay attention to the people who are here? Like, I think right now I have like 500 followers on Instagram. And I used to be like, I only have 500 followers on Instagram. And you feel like a little bit of shame or you should have this many or 10,000 get you a swipe up or whatever. 
But I'm like, if I invited 500 people to my house, like if I had oh 500 gosh. friends, I'd be pretty freaking cool. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> just thinking about what do I want to do? What do I want to say? Who I, and and feeling like I don't want everyone to like me because I just want to be myself. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. And I and I have had the Imperfect Party podcast since like November of mm-hmm. 2020. But even that was like getting twisted. Like I kind of started with an idea of what I wanted to do. And then it was like, oh, my podcast is supposed to help me build authority or it's supposed to, you know, and like, I was just letting all those outside voices sort of sway me into thinking I needed to be something else or do something else in order to grow my business. So like you said, I threw it all aside. Like when I came back after six weeks, I only went back on Instagram. I only use one account. So I use Imperfect Party because I like my podcast. And when I came back, I took a break from my podcast too. So like when I came back, I was like, I'm just talking to whoever I want, like interesting people who have an interesting story to tell. And I'm not trying to like build my authority or market anything specific. Like we're just going to do this. Um, Oh, and I added my dance party. So I do a daily Mm -hmm. dance party for just three songs, me and my kids, like even Jack, the two-year-old, he knows dance party and wants to come downstairs. Like he'll cry if I try to say we're not going to have it. <laughs> oh <laughs> like some gosh, nights I'm like, so good. okay. And it does kind of tuck on them out for bedtime. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I was like, you know, I'm going to do a, a dance party. And some people might be like, how does that relate to your niche? Or that's not supporting your, like, how does that funnel them into like what you, it's probably exactly the wrong thing for anybody who needs graphic design for me to be talking about a dance party. But I like a dance party. So, and I feel like the people who I'm going to like and who want to work for me or with me on graphic design, they probably like a dance party too. <laughs> I don't know. Just yes. like a dance party. Oh my gosh. I, my like hands are in the air right now. Hallelujah. That I think is the secret to yes. everything entrepreneurship. What you just said is I like a dance party and I think that the people that are going to want to work with me are going to like a dance party too. It's so good. I, we could have an entire conversation just on that, but I'm going to let you keep going. I just, ha- yeah. I just had to like raise no, my hands yeah. a hallelujah to that. <laughs> well, and I mean, to be honest, like not that many people come to my dance parties, but like you said, if, if I like the dance party and really sometimes Jack loves the dance party and Ruby likes it too, but like even my husband comes to the dance party and I'm like, well, this is just a really fun thing for us. Yeah. So if nobody comes, we're having fun. So who cares? And then you stop caring about how many likes you get because mm-hmm. you're having a fun dance party. And if you get a like or you get somebody to come, that's like a cherry on top. But when you're doing things that you really like that are in full alignment with what you want to say and do, then that's enough. Like you're just having fun making the content. Like before I was making the content, following all the rules. And the more you listen to someone else's formula or someone else's template or someone else's blueprint, all the things, the less you trust your own voice. And that's what happened to me too. I think like after a while, I would just go to make something and be like, well, what do I do? I got to Google this. Like, I don't have a, I don't have an expert telling me what I'm supposed to say. Now I'm like, here's what I'm going to say because it's what I want to say. It's my business. Like, I feel like we try to get away from these jobs because we want to be in charge, but then we just let everybody else be in charge. Like 
the influencers on, you know, social media or whoever you just downloaded that last freebie from, you're giving away your power every time you do that. And you're not exercising your creative muscles in your brain and your decision-making every time you kind of follow someone else's plan, you lose your innate ability to make your own plan. If that makes sense. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I'm very similar to you. I am a very good student. I like having a process. I like structure. I feel very comfortable in that place. And so I download a lot of freebies. I've taken a lot of courses. I follow a lot of smart people and it's almost like, I think that it's a common journey, but I think that people stop too soon. So I think that that's all important and good because there is something about learning the ropes. Like, okay, I kind of understand now how Instagram works. I kind of understand how, like, whatever, pick your poison. Yeah. Facebook, TikTok, email marketing, podcasting, whatever. Okay. I kind of get how this works. They can either stay in that place where they're a slave to someone else's process, or they can do what you've done and say, now that I understand the basics, I am going to create my own reality so that I can enjoy my life today. I loved what you said is like, you know, why am I working so hard and never seeing my kids to spend more time with my kids. Like that just doesn't make sense. And yet Mm -hmm. so many of us do that. So many of us do that. Um, and so I do think that that's part of the journey. So I just want to say if there's mamas out there listening and they're like, Oh my gosh, she's totally calling me out right now. Like that's (laughs) who I am. It is okay. I think we all do it. We all go to the experts to try to bolster our confidence and learn at the beginning of this process, but don't stop there. Yes. And I would also encourage people. I feel like I cut you off. I'm sorry. Is that Oh no, keep going. Keep going. Um, I feel like I would also encourage people to, it's funny because we all think about shopping small when it comes to like toy stores or bookstores or whatever. I like the, the movie You've Got Mail. So I'm like, go to the shop around the corner, yes. not box books. And <laughs> I think we can do that with courses too. And mm-hmm. with, um, you know, working with a coach or somebody like that, because I feel like when you get to the big, the big dogs, they don't know that much like they can't tell you that much more. Like Hillary, you just said, you nailed it. Like you need to learn the basics of things. But honestly, like I will say too, I've bought some courses that I, I didn't need because I already know. Mm-hmm. I knew yeah. the basics. Like you can know the basics from just watching people's stuff they give away for free. Like, sorry, everybody who's like, no, <laughs> but, but like, and I'm, but pick a coach or pick a course person who can actually do some Zoom meetings with you who will know your name, like as a person who has been a teacher for over a decade, it kind of makes me angry when somebody who has like millions of followers or has sold millions of dollars of courses says like, I'm going to, in my webinar, I'm going to help you figure out if you can do an online course. Well, you're not going to help me figure that out. Mm -hmm. Like you are not even going to know my name. There's going to be, it's live, true. But like, even, you know, you take a course from someone big, even if they have a Facebook group and they do a live, you don't get your question answered. You know what I mean? But if if I took a course with a small business owner, like I'm taking a course right now, actually, um, with a girl named Maggie Landis about intuitive eating and like breaking up with diet culture and everything. And 
you know, there's like 12 people in the course and we do our Zooms and we watch our modules and then we go and we can ask questions. And she's my teacher. Like she knows my name. <laughs> I know her name. I can email her. And it doesn't, maybe it doesn't even have to be that small, but it's way better of an experience. And I yes. feel like using the term teacher when you're not even going to know your students' names, that to me is like stretching that uh, uh-huh. definition or- a little. Yeah. Or calling yourself a business coach when you're not going to know the business of your people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. When you're just going to do like a one size fits all, which, you know, I've paid like $2,000 for a course that in hindsight, I'm like, well, I never met the teacher. She doesn't know my name. She doesn't even know what I do. Right. This could have been a book that I could have read. And I remember sitting with my husband and being like, you know, the reason it wasn't a book because you can't charge $2,000 for a book. That is, And this person knows that. But really, there's no connection to the teacher and stuff like that. So I really think, too, I, I feel like I do complain about courses a lot, which is funny because I'm a teacher. But really, <laughs> I, I really should start maybe narrowing down my message to complain about people who call themselves teachers or refer to their, you know, like, I, I don't even think you could call them clients. Like the people who are so big that they're just selling things yeah. and call, and they call it like passive income, but those are people. Like, I feel like passive income refers to like real estate and things and it downloads like, okay, you could sell me a download and that's a passive income. But when you're, when you're calling yourself a teacher and selling me a course and saying like, I can help you figure out if you can do an online course that requires you to know me and know like what I want to sell and, and teach me, you know, so anyways, I'm rambling, but yes. Um, I love your soapbox that you're on right now. I'm so sorry. Yeah, good I mean, for you oh because <laughs> no, it's so good. And I think it's something that's really important for us to hear and understand if you've been feeling like, I know all of these things, I'm doing all the right things and still it's not working. You are not alone. It's okay. And there is nothing wrong with you. You're, it, and we still need you to share your gifts. Yes. Like and- don't stop. If you have spent money on a course that you feel any shame around or guilt around purchasing, because I have that a hundred percent, I bought a different course. Like I just talked about a $2,000 course, but this was like a different $2,000 course. I mean, I told you I'm a teacher. My husband's a line cook. So we don't just have like $2,000 laying around all the time. And I was pregnant with my son, Jack. We got some pretty scary test results back and I had to wait till 20 weeks for an amnio to double check some test results. My husband was in the hospital for, um, he has Crohn's disease. So he was having a, um, whatever that's called. Like, you know, he was getting some of his intestines removed and going to have like a little bag for a while. And it was like a really stressful time. And I was still full-time teaching. And I still had Ruby who was three at the time taking care of her full time. And I went to this webinar and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the answer. Like this is the answer. It's $2,000, but I'm a teacher. So I know I can do a course and da, 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 you know, and yeah, I bought it and I bought it because there was an expiring bonus. I didn't even ask Matt because he was in the hospital and he was really, really upset with me. I mean, not mean, like sad. And I was like, felt awful. Mm. And I still feel like it was probably not good. Like he was like, what? That's not, you know, he was kind of like, not falling for it. And I was yeah. totally hook, line and sinker. Yep. You were drinking I, the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah. And I felt like, okay, this is my answer, you know? So I feel, I mean, not now, but for a long time, I felt a lot of shame around that. But also I just read somewhere, like I'm being like talking in code, 
but this one was from like a man. So whatever. Oh, well, it was through a woman, through a man, whatever. If anybody wants to know, you can always DM me and I'll wait. I don't know. But anyways, or I should call them out. I don't know. What, what should I call them out or not call them out, Hillary? It, what is your intuition telling you? I'm going to call it. this boy out. I Go for it. Boy. All right. So it was this course with Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins. It's like mm. knowledge business blueprint. And I was buying an affiliate through Jenna Kutcher. So it was still like girl power, whatever. Don't get me started on that. Um, but then- <laughs> I just read that Dean Graziosi is like in a lawsuit now, I think for like selling real estate stuff. And it was like in the article, it was saying like, no one, like virtually no one has made money off whatever he was selling people to tell them how to be yeah. a real estate mogul, you know? Cause I think people, once they get to that level, they just want to sell whatever works to like make you think you're going to get some money Yeah, and they don't care about their students. And I think the reason I get on my stuff box is because I was, I am. Well, I'm not because I didn't go back. Like <laughs> Hillary, today is my first day not being a teacher, but I still feel like a teacher in my heart. So as a teacher, I'm like, that's messed up. You have to actually teach people if you call yourself a teacher. So, yeah. So you've shared so much amazing insight into, you know, where we can move from this place of just consuming other people's rules to making your own rules. So kind of give us a little bit of insight of how things are going now that you have really transitioned the way that you do business. So now I feel like I barely, this is crazy. I barely plan out my Instagram. Like I just kind of have like an idea for a week and then go with it because back when I liked Instagram, I just posted what I wanted. Like it was like cake pops or whatever I made that week or, you know, like my kids are cute. Here you go. So like taking the pressure off, still having a bit of a content plan, but not like overly planning. Cause that's what works for me. Like you were saying, you got to figure out what works for you. And then I did like a week of just experimenting and tossing out some things. I couldn't figure out, like everyone talks about not trading time for money. Well, I really wanted to use my art skills to be like a graphic designer, but that means I have to make things for people. <laughs> like I'm like, wait, but that's trading time for money. And everyone says I'm not supposed to trade time for money. How am I going to get my lake house if I'm working? And, you know, then I was like, oh, wait, I trade time for money when I'm an art teacher, but the graphic designer sounds way more fun to me right now where I am in my life. So I think it's okay if I trade time for money, Mm -hmm. like later, if I get overwhelmed, we can revisit this idea or I can craft some templates, which by the way, priced reasonably, I feel would be a little bit of passive income. (laughs) Like I'm not saying passive income is bad. But, you know, like, let me trade some time for money. Plus, I like people. So, like, I can talk to people and they can talk to me and I can help them figure out what they're doing and make them graphics. That sounds like a job that could be fun that maybe won't lead immediately to 100,000 followers and a million dollars in the bank. But I could just have my life that I have right now and have a cool job that I like. (laughs) Like, would that be okay? Yeah. I, through doing this, like, I've made more money than I've made, like doing all the things I'm supposed to do. And it's like me literally being like, does anybody want some gifts? Like I make gifts. I know people say gifs, gifs. It's a, it's a debate and I've Googled it and you can say either. I go with gifts. What about you, Hillary? Um, I think I go with gifts as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hard G because it's like graphics. I mean, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think like that. Okay. So then, you know, I'm like, Hey, does anybody want these? I'm going to do them for, I did them for 20 bucks that that week, which people were like, you have to charge what you're worth. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't think it's going to take me that long. Like, I think it's going to be okay. 
And it turned out like a lot of people took me up on it and I had a lot of gifts to make and I made a lot of money, but they do take me longer (laughs) than I thought. So everybody knew it was like an experiment and like now they're $35, which isn't crazy, but I just had to, but I had to know how long it takes me to know. And so I feel like people just being like, oh, industry standard, like charge what you're worth. You should be charging 60 for that. Like, I don't know. Should I, I don't know how long it takes me or what's happening. So I started at 20 and now it's at 35 and that feels good to me. And again, just figuring out your own stuff a little bit because not everybody knows what's going on in your own life and how much bandwidth you have and yeah. And I can raise it again later. I could have a sale later, but then some people say, don't have a sale undervalues yourself. You know, like you just figure out yeah. what you want to do and you get to do it because you're the it's, boss. Y- oh, yes. And you know, I have, I have a client that I am continually pushing her to raise her prices. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like whenever we have these conversations, I'm like, but listen, you need to do what feels right for you. I am going to be here to challenge you and encourage you. But at the end of the day, if you say, Hillary, this is what my heart, my gut, you know, my mind, this is what I feel comfortable with there. If anyone is telling you, then that's not okay. Stop listening to them. Yeah. 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 You you have to, you know, why would we be doing this to, I think your point at the beginning of the show, Deanna, like we left our job so that we could be in charge. So like, let's really live into that. Um, well, and nothing has to be like set in stone either. Yes. Like you can raise them. You can lo- like, and Absolutely. I think too, that puts pressure off too. Like you can just be a human and yeah. say like, Hey, and also talk to your people. Like they're humans and you're a human who's like, Hey, I want to try making these. I think it could be fun. I'm going to do it this week for this much. And it might go up. It might not like, I don't know what's going to happen. So get in mm-hmm. on it if you want to. And it was so much more fun than trying to follow somebody's like, like I didn't make a sales page. I didn't do any, anything crazy because I didn't even know if anybody would buy anything. Yeah. But before I felt like everything had to be perfect before I show it to anybody. Mm-hmm. So just the idea of just talking to your people, like I kind of pretend like I'm at happy hour now when I'm on Instagram. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Is that weird? Like I just, no, I just no, it's not weird. So literally, um, I, my emails that go out every week, usually on Tuesdays, sometimes not on Tuesdays, if I get behind, I call them, my, my coach calls them chips and salsa. I call them connect and serve funny that they both start with the same letters, but the whole idea is that the person that's reading that email is sitting with me at a coffee shop or at a wine shop or at the best Mexican place in town. And we are just chatting like friends would. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not like, oh let me say this at happy hour with this friend, because then they might want to click on this thing or like, right. you know, just like, no. don't overthink it and mm-hmm. just be yourself because be yourself. odds are people like you in the real world and really just thinking of social media as the real world, but like a little different has really helped me. So good. All right. I want to like boil this down to, I think one, I mean, I take notes y'all while okay. I'm interviewing <laughs> so that I can grab quotes to then put on a, you know, graphic to put on Instagram or all the places, wherever. Um, also, by the way, I am currently on my own social media detox at this very moment. Um, here's what I've heard Deanna say. She started being herself and just having fun listening to her own voice 
And what happened was some realizations of things needing to change. And then she made the most money and had the most fun in her business that she's ever had. And I think this is critical. And it's not that she's making seven figures. No, I was just going to be like, oh, by the way, it wasn't that it wasn't. I mean, I don't know how many gifts you think I could make in a week, but I'm just saying like, I wasn't making any money doing other people's things. And so now I'm talking like I made like a grand, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh my God. So I still owe, you know, my husband a grand for that Dean Graziosi. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to tell anybody like, oh my God, I'm like rich in two seconds, but it was just like eye opening for me that I was like, oh my God, like I'm having fun. And people are paying me money for things that I want to make. What's going on. And that entrepreneurship is an experiment. It is not a yes or no, you get it right. Or you've got it wrong answer. And so I'm just so grateful to you, Deanna, for being real. Cause I love to keep it real here on the motivated mompreneur podcast. I don't lie to my mamas. Cause nobody got time for that. You know, um, I'm like, I don't even know how I feel. I don't, like, I don't even know how, like, like no. sometimes I wish I could reel it in a little, but yeah. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> so I'm just so grateful for you. Um, I am one of your biggest fans. I'm so lucky to be able to call you a friend as well. And, um, I would just also, before we close out, I want people to know how can, they learn from you more, work with you, become a part of your amazing world? Well, the only place I'm online is Instagram and my handle is imperfect party where we just, you know, celebrate all our imperfections, but also, um, my email list, I think is where it's at. I just started a podcast too, where I, um, record the stories that I want to tell in my emails. You might like this Hillary because I don't want to type really long emails So I just link it to a private Mm -hmm. podcast for my email people. And if they want to hear the full story, like the full story of me accidentally saying F you to my whole class of students (laughs) or the story of me getting a $22 tattoo after I drank really expensive mimosas, like, you know, then they can just like, I just like tease it in my emails and then they hear the whole story. So it's like really fun. And again, breaking the rules and doing something fun. I'm like, this would be really fun. And for me more fun than writing long emails. So let's do it. So good. All right. I will make sure that your Instagram handle as well as a link to your podcast are in the show notes. I will say I am on Deanna's email list. Her emails are amazing. Literally. I look forward to them every single week. And so what what I teach in emails is what she does and she does it beautifully. (laughs) Um, and and where was I going with this? Oh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, also her gifts are so great. So if you are interested in kind of any of that, I highly, highly recommend you go to the show notes, click on some of those links, find Deanna and start working with her because she's an absolute joy. And I think a true inspiration to all of us mompreneurs who, you know, yeah. Are we trying to get that time and financial freedom? Absolutely. But at what cost at the risk of, completely missing out on this entire journey. No, I'm going to say no to that. And I think that you're a beautiful example of like, let's enjoy what we have today and see what happens tomorrow. And, you know, hopefully it's a million dollars in the lake house, but you know what, if it's not, I'm sure going to have had fun on my way to whatever it is. (laughs) Well, I told my husband, I was like, you know, I, cause we would always joke about my lake house, you know, Jenna Kutcher is always posting about her lake house and her beige, you know, kids Uh and stuff. So uh, that was always my thing is I was like, we're going to get a bit lake house. So I told him like a couple months ago, I'm like, you know what? We're just going to have a nice lake house to like, well, we can rent it. (laughs) Like that's the new goal. Like I want to enjoy my life and we don't need to buy the rent lake house. We can just 
like have a goal to take a vacation and rent one for a week. I love it. I love it. I love you. Um, I know (laughs) all my listeners do as well. now that they've had this opportunity to meet you, Deanna, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Sorry if I talked too long. Oh, no, no. (laughs) I, you know, I wanted you to show up just as you are. So mamas, thanks for hanging out with us today and for listening to this episode of the motivated mompreneur. And I hope that you come back next week for another dose of inspiration and information to build the business of your dreams without sacrificing your family or your sanity. As a mom, I know that your most valuable resource is your time. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. If you like what you hear and want to connect more, head over to my website at hillarybennett.com or find me on Instagram at the motivated mompreneur. And let's get to know each other better. Also, if you could take a couple of minutes to leave me a rating and review, that will help me reach other amazing mompreneurs share their gifts with the world. Thanks for listening to my mommy's podcast. Mwah.